0: Or dual in your head, it's easier to, instead of overwhelming someone, learn a little bit about them and then lead that conversation um, with questions. Only holding possession less of the time, letting them hold possession of the conversation most of the time when you're first engaged in meeting someone.
1: Hello, and thank you for joining the Made to Inspire podcast. This is the podcast for dreamers, entrepreneurs, and business owners who want to go to that next level in your life with Kimberly Smith-Austin and Misty Kerrigan. Each week, we will bring you tips, tools, and tactics that will inspire you to take action. Hey, 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 this Kimberly here, and I want to welcome you back to another episode of the Made to Inspire podcast. I am here with my awesome and amazing co-host, Misty
0: Kerrigan
1: hey Misty
0: hey Kimberly it is summer it is hot we're out there doing our thing we've been podcasting summer stuff for the last few weeks because we're in the I'd say almost past it you know they think fourth of July is midsummer so we're a few weeks past it but we both had an amazing conversation and we made the joke that I wish we could record these because we were getting a lot of lessons from it and they were like oh yeah We have a podcast (laughs) we should be recording these and this used to be one of the subjects that scared me the most and i know you gave me uh, you gave me personally some few pointers that um have been working but as i hone in and we go deeper in this conversation here's a hint it's about networking and nurturing we're finding that this summer especially everything that we've been talking about and the kind of kimberly rules of networking have been laying out and playing out, and now we're getting deeper connections and even uh, projecting us further in our businesses.
1: Yes, so exciting. But before we get there, let me just remind you all that we have the summer business accelerator going on on July the 29th in the Temecula area. So if you're in Temecula, make sure you come join us because what we're talking about today and what we've talked about the previous weeks are all about the summer. We call it the S4 Accelerator because it's about self systems, strategies, and sales. So Mm. we want to help you on that journey. This is a 90 minute masterclass filled with nuggets, tools, and resources that you're going to be able to walk away with so make sure you plug in, make sure you take a look at the link that will be provided in the show notes. So nurturing and networking, or is it networking and nurturing during the summertime
0: hmm. or
1: both? Yes, it is both certainly. So we're super excited because here's the truth. We've been on lockdown. For a couple of years now that we've been released and people are freely moving there's a lot of conversation going on there are people that are hungry for engagement people that are hungry to really nurture some relationships get their businesses moving and going forward as we go into this marketplace so as we thought about this and talked about this we thought let's bring it to our audience we know that you all are emerging leaders Entrepreneurs, executives on your journey to greatness. And what better tool to have in your tool belt is something to help you network better? I was listening <laughs> to a book, and uh, it was The Ultimate Sales. I can't remember the last name of it, but he talked about skills that most professionals lack or fear public speaking, communication, written and verbal, written communication, and verbal or auditory communication and networking so we're going to bring those things to you today specifically networking networking what is this concept
0: misty well you dropped a resource i want to make sure we get it right was it the ultimate sales machine oh yes that's the one i just told you about last yeah the ultimate sales machine by chet holmes so if you get a chance to check that out kimberly has been reading it and dropping nuggets for the last couple of days Um, and there's some stuff that we even were utilizing in one of the um networking things we were doing so great resource we'll drop that in the chat also or in the chat we'll <laughs> drop that in the resources also good good so we're here
1: talking about networking and nurturing it's summertime if you find yourself at a pool maybe at an outdoor uh, al fresco is what they call it outdoor restaurant maybe you're out just connecting seek those opportunities I always say keep your ears over here, <laughs> your eyes. For those of you
0: not watching video, she just pointed to her eyes. Keep
1: your ears, your eyes, and your heart open. Mm. That's how you connect. And I want to start with a little story. Yesterday, or better yet, it was Friday, I was out and about on a bike ride with a friend. We decided after the bike ride, we would go downtown to Mecula and just have breakfast at a famous little restaurant called Eat. We're out there on the patio. And two things happen. Number one, the manager or the advisor of the establishment, she comes out and she checks in with us to see how everything's going. So when she does, my guest or my friend knew her, introduced the two of us and started sharing some of my credentials, if you will. Immediately, the woman was attracted to me and we started talking. She asked for my phone number. Where? where, Who am I on social media? So I'm listening, talk, listening to her about where she is in the season in her life. And I'm thinking, okay, okay, great. Check, add her to the list. And I'm just being honest, add her to the list of people to come back to and talk to. At the same note, there's about six people at a table right next to us who are visiting from Texas. And the only reason we know is because they chime in and, and they ask the question like, oh, so you all rode around Temecula on your bikes? Yes. Little did I know she's an author, she's an entrepreneur, and seeking help. She shared those things, but I was listening. So right there in this small little setting with my workout clothes on, there's two opportunities, two individuals right there, right now, that I'm networking with. And guess what? I've already sent communication to start the nurturing process. Notice I didn't say one time, it's a process. It's a little quick story to get us started to really thinking about what this whole concept is. So, Misty, tell me more about networking
0: and nurturing. So a lot of the things that we talked about in previous episodes and in some of our trainings is being two most important things. You're authentically you and you know who you help. So you can be authentically you, professional you, you can be authentically you, casual you, but there's always a chance that um, there's others around that are branding you even as you're there. So it's always important to remember you're you're especially if you're a coach or a trainer or we say an entrepreneur or a business owner and it's kind of you. You are the brand. So there really is no time that you're not quote unquote professionally you, right? You really have to be in that sense that everything you're doing, people are perceiving, as you said yesterday, Kimberly, receiving and perceiving you. So when we talked about it, even if we are going out to a networking event or if we're going out to a a barbecue, there could really, there doesn't have to be a difference. The only difference is what we perceive it to be if we're following some of the things that we do, which is who I authentically am, what does my business do? Mm -hmm. And we have some of the rules in place that, We still call skills, skills in place that we practice. And it was funny because we were at a a specific networking event and we were networking. We were speed networking. And um, we both were doing uh, different skill set levels. But you had a really good one that you shared. And I'm like, well, why didn't you share it with me? And you said, because I was zoned out. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I was already kind of in my head of like, okay, what am I going to say? How am I going to say it? Telling myself the rules. Don't talk too much make sure you listen, but you gave a really good nugget. And you said, it's always important if you can, if the other person talks first so that you can kind of gather in um, what they're saying. Cause a lot of times people will talk about their pain points or their business or their struggles. And even a network event when they're telling you who they are and what they do, it's a great opportunity to kind of dive in a little more and learn a little more about them. That's right. And so that was one of the things is, especially if you're an entrepreneur like us and you have more than one business, or you have one more than one skill set, or you even have a side hustle, or maybe you are um, you could be in a career, but maybe you also are promoting other things outside that career, um, like a direct marketing company. So those are the things. So always know is that if you are dual in your head, it's easier to instead of overwhelming someone, learn a little bit about them and then lead that conversation um, with questions. Only holding possession less of the time, letting them hold possession of the conversation most of the time when you're first engaged in meeting someone. Yes, and you know what, to that point, Zig
1: Ziglar on an old, old sales tape I listened to probably 20 years ago, I remember he said something about letting people speak And at the end of the discussion, they feel like you're the most most interested person in the world. (laughs) And truth be told is they were talking and not you. People don't get enough opportunities to talk about themselves. And when we actually take the time to listen, we can learn and engage with them accordingly. Two things I think about right now, um, Stephen Covey said it so well in his book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People is to (laughs) seek to understand then to be understood seek to understand then to be understood when we again as Missy showed in that networking example last week i said let them talk first understand who they are where they are what they do and then you come back and as you share a little bit about who you are talk about how you may be able to help them with your product service or business it's a tremendous opportunity but when we go in first we don't give ourselves the chance to do anything." But listen on the back end. So I love that. The second thing I think about, and I said it, is to be interested, not interesting. You know, we all have accolades. We all have experiences that would probably garner a lot of great information to people. But when you're in business, And I don't want to use the word sales when you're in business, Mm because if you're in business, you're in sales, you're in marketing, you're in accounting, you're in bookkeeping. You might have people that take on those functions for you. But when you're in business, you've always got to have that listening ear on, listening for opportunities on how you can be a resource, whether it's your product or your service, make it happen. Now, with that, I want to add what I consider what I call a ground rule make connect, making connections is really a lifestyle. It's not something I think of as a chore, you know? And, and I know so many of you are probably like, I'm an introvert. I don't like talking to people. Or maybe you're the one that says, I don't like people. But if you're in business friends, it's unnecessary. And here's the truth. Take out the angst. Take out the fear and just make it a part of who you are. Make it a part of your lifestyle and not a chore. Again, using those principles of listening more than you're speaking. The principle of being interested and not interesting. Those are the things that are going to differentiate you in the market and really give you an opportunity to gain that new ear and or maybe new customer in the
0: future. Who knows? I love that, because I want to jump in. Um, I think that's step number one uh, It's definitely making connections is a lifestyle, not a chore. Notice we didn't say making sales. We said connections. I right. think about how many people in a, your day that you could connect with. Mm-hmm. Um, I always try, to is making connections, as we talked about, is going to some of the same places, but going inside, not doing the drive-through, like at Starbucks if I'm, if I'm going there. Mm -hmm. Um, getting to know people that a waitress that comes up or a waiter or the barista. Hi, how are you today? Bob, what's your name? I know Kimberly has a um, amazing and um, I say annoying habit because it's one of my pet peeves and that she always says names all the time, even when she knows me. Um, But it's just part of her, as she said, lifestyle. She's used to just talking and saying names because her um, infinite, infinite career in a corporate, and all the things you have to do. I'm sure that was something in Keystone that laid in front. Was people like hearing their name? I'm up. I hate hearing my name, but here and there. But I noticed even when we're in conversations in public, she's really good about because you do it automatically so much that you're just first name and then in the sentence talking to them first name and it really good. It it's practice. All this is just a skill. It is um, because when we we're almost it's so weird kids aren't afraid to meet kids once they're not scared right if they're they go to a class and they're they're small enough age they go this is my new best friend and we're playing and then we hit a point where we think at probably high school right meeting new people is scary or rejection is scary and i hate meeting new people And it, all it is, is a mindset. I went to a networking event and Kimberly was supposed to go. So I was excited. And last minute she didn't, she knows I hate these things and sense. So when I get there, I was really felt like, I feel like I'm at a bar trying to pick up on people and I'm already getting married. I'm like, this is why I'm getting married. I don't want to be single walking around like, Hey. And then I remembered, it's a skill and I could just learn about people in this room and what they do. I don't have to sell myself. I'm just, it's first time meeting for time in this certain networking group. And so I did, I grabbed a drink and I walked around and I said, how do you impact the world? And I engaged in some amazing conversations about what people were interested in. And it was a lot easier than trying to be there and trying to be like, I missed you. Do you want to buy this? Right. And I'll
1: tell you, if you did that, that's so unattractive. That would be the first thing I see and run away from you. And I think people who are in business and, and who are in sales, whether they're in a, a traditional organization or a direct marketing company, and they come and throw up on you, that is the least attractive thing that I want to see. That tells me that they don't have the skill set for networking. They don't. Yeah. And, I, and I say that to you all. So if you are currently throwing up on people or immediately pushing your sale or your product in their face, stop it right now stop it because in order to be effective guys there is a relationship building process that must takes place and now it doesn't have to be a 10-year relationship (laughs) it it depends (laughs) because everybody is different some people you may connect with right away and that second conversation you're able to breach the conversation and start talking about sales or your product or service it varies but not on the first time. It's almost like the first time you meet someone and they say, will you marry me? (laughs) More than likely, you're running. You're like, something's wrong with this person. They're off. And we want to think about the same thing when it comes to the process of networking and nurturing. That's why the word nurturing has come into place. So many organizations and businesses recognize that it takes more than one interaction. They're saying seven to 12 interactions before you actually get the sale. Seven to 12 touches, meaning text, phone, email, phone, different, whatever it is. It's more than one. So stop trying to do it on the first time. <laughs> and I say that with whole heart. Um, you know, even though it may be in the back of your head, just say to yourself, slow down, Padawan. I don't know if I said that right, but slow down. It's coming. It's coming with due time and it requires work. It requires what we call number two is being intentional and prepared, knowing that you're going into an environment. Now, here's a great thing, knowing that you're going into an environment. Now, of course, if it's a networking event, it's a company function, maybe it's something a chamber meeting, you know, opportunities are going to exist. But here's where number one comes into play knowing that it's a lifestyle and not a chore. For me, it's going into a grocery store, going into a restaurant, hanging out at the beach, at the pool, on a bike ride. Anywhere is an opportunity to network and nurture. Now, how you work that situation will depend. If you're listening, I believe people will always tell you where their needs exist. You Mm -hmm. don't have to sell or say anything. You just listen. Ask the right questions. That is another thing, especially if you know you're leading on to something, asking the right questions, super duper important. So when you know that you're doing things with intentionality and preparation being you are started practicing your networking game, you're not just going in on the fly like, hi, I'm Jenny Brown and I'm here and I have a telephone to sell you. No, you're taking time to practice practicing who you are, practicing your elevator pitch. We talked about that in the previous show. Now, you you know, when they ask you what you do, you want to be ready to speak on the fly so they know who you are and what you do. But again, let them speak first, listen, and then bring it back to them in their conversation, in your conversation. Yep, that's it, Misty.
0: Just taking notes. (laughs) So when you talk about being intentional and prepared, uh, I have learned that having some questions, having some pre-questions that you always have or that you get in a habit of asking, now the questions, it's fun questions that you are actually interested in. This is a quote-unquote tactic. This really is a skill. And one of the first things when you meet someone, if you can be somewhat memorable in a good way and not in a crazy way, like Kimberly was saying, it really helps out. So what I've been doing lately, and I think I've been to four events in the last two weeks, I've been trying on questions that light up me. And if I'm energetic, vibrant about the question, you should see the person engaged in it. And so whatever I've met, I've met an owner of a winery, I've met a a solar guy, and I met a lady that owns some flower shops. And so the question always fits. I say, what possessed you? and to decide to open up a shop that sold flowers. What possessed you to? Um, I would love to hear how one becomes owner of a winery. And so it really is, that's who I am authentically is curious. Like that kid, right? Like, well, why? Well, why? Um, and so get, asking that question, people start to engage because one, they get to talk about themselves. And two, sometimes I've asked a question they've never been asked before. So no one's ever asked me that. And then if they're really thinking about it, we now have this connection. And like we said in the beginning, it ties back to they get to talk about themselves and they remember me from being that person that asked them a question that no one's ever asked them before. Even sometimes when I'm at a mixer and I don't say, what do you do? I say, how do you impact the world? I hear that's good or like, oh, I've never heard that. And that's what I want. I don't want to be a robot. That's not who I am authentically. I do know I need some still working on those skills, but what helps me not be um, throwing up on people or, uh, as we're going to tell you about later, pouncing on them ex- with excitement is they really having that preparedness of, I have these amazing questions. And if, if I'm interested enough to want to promote something I have to this person, then I damn sure should be interested enough in that person as a person. And I think that could be a good line because nowadays people are don't want sales. This new generation coming up, these new companies that are switching over that old companies that are switching to new things is people want relationships. They want a customer journey with you. They don't want a one and done. It's so funny because everything does relate back to dating. They don't want a one night stand. Mm,
1: They want that
0: long-term relationship that you see them, you know them and they matter. And so those are some of the things that right from the beginning, you want that in your brand that if I meet you, it's because I wanted to meet you, not because I was trying to sell you something. Right. Right. You know, please go ahead. No, go, go, please. No, I was going to say, which takes us to step three. um, And it's crazy. I was going to, Tell about you, but say you. (laughs) So before you get there though, I want to bring up something
1: that being intentional and prepared, and this is something that you guys will maybe love or hate. It's really up to you and your perspective. But you know, when you go to any networking event or you go to connect with people, it's oftentimes, and I get this every day. Oh, I'd love to connect with you. Do you have a business card? And I had to bring this in because this is one of my I call it player moves. player mills, you know, that game you play, you move, you check that type of concept. Obviously, yes, you want to have business cards. You want to have them available to pass them out. But here's the truth, folks. Most people do not do anything with business cards. They put them into the rectangular bin in their office, which usually turns out trash can, or they put them somewhere and they're not being utilized. As a professional... Your job is to get their business card, to get their contact information. That's what I mean about intentional and prepared, getting their information and then knowing what to do with it afterwards. You make that contact, you make the attempt for the coffee date or that next engagement. Now, one of the things I do as a level up, I will take my cell phone and say, let's take a selfie together. This is a classic thing that I do all the time. I take that selfie so that when I do text them or email them, I have that picture to remind them that, hey, it was me. Remember, we took this great picture together. What a great time meeting you. I really enjoyed our time together. Let's connect in the future. That's intentional. That's being practical. That's being prepared. And even though, yes, you want business cards, the truth is you want to get their business card. If you are serious about taking that relationship to the next level, I can show you right here. I'm sitting at a desk with business cards of people that I've collected over time that I make connections with, and I reach out to them afterwards. Now, if we're at the pool, it doesn't happen. And I just had that happen to me the other day. I went to the pool to meet a client she worked at water aerobics. I did laps afterwards, her and I took a picture, but there were two other people in the pool and just me casually started talking to a lady. And before you know it, we're in long dialogue conversation. We've already texted at least 10 to 12 times. In fact, she just texts me as I'm recording this message right now. So not only did I quote unquote network or connect with her, but we're nurturing in that relationship. That, again, is intentional, prepared. I didn't have a card. She didn't have a card. We're at the pool, but we exchanged numbers. And I got her number. I followed up immediately with the picture from the pool saying, I loved meeting you. Let's connect. Which brings us to step number three.
0: What I want to add to that, too, is that business cards back in the day when there was kind of just... Not a lot of businesses that sprouted out. There was no coaching. There was no services. There was no people that were in these very niche sort of things. So business cards were like, this is my bug man. Oh, I need taxes. This is my tax person. So people would save them and throw them in the kids. If you're listening, it's called a Rolodex. And they would be in this machine and they would file you under. Because remember there was no computers. There was just business cards. So that was your, and they even have a term calling card. Mm-hmm. So that they could put you in some sort of service. And then if something broke down, they would be like, Oh, I have Bob, I have a card. I forget. They could flip through and they'd be like, That's Bob. He's the service guy. And there usually wasn't 20 people on that same service, right? It was the town sort of thing in cards. And over evolution, as technology hit, and as now we have what we have now, you still have people holding on to like, why well, I have to have business cards. And I'm not saying you shouldn't, but I'm saying is you should track your touch points and how people find you. So someone calling you off your business card, when's the last time that happened? And you might be in an industry where they are and that's great and continue that. But as for our industry, especially when I do coaching and or training, it definitely is the, how how do, how do you like to be connected with best? Mm-hmm. And I've had people tell me, oh, find me on social media. I'm, I'm in my DMs all the time. And I'm like, I'm not, but I'll be in your DMs <laughs> um, with permission, right? Or they say, oh, let me just give you my number. Or as um, Kimberly said, I've seen more people super excited to be like, this is a great idea. Let's take a picture. And then she casually is all, Who, where do I send it? She right. doesn't say, give me your number because that's creepy. She doesn't say, what's your email? She doesn't direct it. She just says, where would you like me to send this? And they've said both ways, uh, send it an email or I'll just drop it, airdrop it or here's my phone number. But that's a great thing because they're still in control in a sense. You're leading, but they're in control. So that's when you're doing all these nurturing is you want to lead and let them have control so they don't feel pressure. They just feel connection. And they really enjoy that you're doing them something, right? Doing them a favor. Um, I heard one of from the top 10 business coaches in the nation, Bill Walsh always says too, is do not hand out business cards. And Kimberly, I know you do this, hand out gift cards, mm-hmm. AKA the back of your business card is some sort of gift. Mm-hmm. It is a free trial with this code. It's a free product or it's a, um, it's a introductory price, whatever it is, because no one throws away a gift. Yeah. So if they have your card and you flip it over and you'd be like, you know, 15% off or it's, Hey, the first two are a trial. Come, come see this. They'll hold on to it because they're like, Oh, it's now a gift card, not a business card. Okay. So there's different ways to utilize your cards, but you really have to understand your a niche in your customer and utilize them. Not everyone's going to have the same journey in the different industries.
1: That's good. That's good. So when we go on to the next process or step, if you will, think about once you've gone through this, you've networked, you've made the connection. I believe it's so important to recognize, as I mentioned before, it doesn't happen in one interaction. You don't save the world. You don't cure the world ills. It takes time. And Mm -hmm. so that next point is to be patient. Be patient and take the time to nurture the relationship. Remember, seven to 12 interactions, touches before someone will say yes. Sometimes it takes seven to 10 presentations, seven to 10. And you think about that. Most people say that's too much. I don't have time for that. But you know what? If you walk away, you leave money on the table. We have so many choices. And we talked about this in a previous podcast about this whole concept of sales and the follow-up, how important the follow-up is. That's where the fortune is. And right now we're talking about nurturing, which is AKA the follow-up process. If you're in business, you should develop your nurturing series, your follow-up series. Also consider your customer journey so you know what you're doing when you're doing you know, if you have a CRM, which is a customer relationship management software, Misty mentioned the old school Rolodex, and I still have one, um, <laughs> and how things transition to maybe a spreadsheet. But now we have CRMs. We have apps where we can interact. And every time we touch a customer, we're keeping note of that. But if you know that, you're writing in there. And depending on your business model and what you're doing, you can walk them through that process. And I think Misty and I, maybe we should come back with another show talking about, we've talked about the dance, which includes the customer journey, but really getting deeper into that, what that looks like looks like for you. Follow up number one, after you've sent that email, follow up number two, maybe it's a phone call, follow up number three, it's a gift in the mail, follow up number four, it's an email. So thinking about what that looks like for you. And I'm giving you a little sneak peek on what's going to be inside of our S4 Summer Business Accelerator course, because we're getting deep. We're going on the granular level to help you really turn things around in your business. And when I say turn them around, that is not to imply that they're not going well. That's to imply that they're going to go up further. You know, we're passionate about helping people level up. And that's why we bring these principles and concepts to you to help you do just that. So remember, we have to be patient and take time in the nurturing process. We do not want to pounce on people. Patient people don't pounce. And even before the call, I looked it up to look up the definition of pounce. And I thought, you know what? Let me see. And it talks about how a lion slowly looks at its prey. And then all of a sudden it pounce with speed and power. And it shows up right there in their face, ready to take them out. Nope. That's not what we're doing here. That's not what we're talking about here. We're here to encourage you to make the connections, make it a lifestyle, not a chore. Be intentional, be prepared, and then be patient. Just like the the animals in the safari, they're patiently waiting, but we're not pouncing. We're going to nurture, 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 and nurture some more until we get that yes. Now, remember, you're going to get no's in the process, but no doesn't mean no. It means not right now or not enough information. The yes will eventually come, but you have to steady yourself in the process. Be patient, friends. Be patient.
0: Don't be thirsty.
1: (laughs) Yes, yes, yes.
0: Missy, you have anything to add to that? I just want to tie it up really quick. And learning is that I think I'm the best example because I'm still practicing and learning these skills in this realm. And so when you follow it as a skill, the funniest thing is I don't like quote unquote, selling people, but I also don't want to scare people away in the sense by not having the skillfulness to help them see the benefit or how what I do or what we do can help. So we um, kind of breezed over it, but I want to kind of be more concrete about it. And you said it, and I want to say it one more time because it's helping me the most is practice with someone practice and get feedback. I even sat um, with you, Kimberly, the other day and was like, I want to help these people. And um, how can I approach them in the help? And it wasn't a, how do I get them? What's the tactic to have them? It legit was, I want to help them. And I don't want to, knowing myself, because we swap ourselves all the time. I know one of my uh, weaknesses is when I get excited, I overtalk. So if I'm excited that I might have a chance to help you, I'm going to overtalk. And I'm working on not over-talking. So we just practice approaches. And Kimberly role-played with me and we went through some stuff and we had some approaches. And the one thing I think people don't do enough, especially if they're new or have a partner or if you are direct marketing is shut up. (laughs) Shut up and get them to the person that could talk about this in their sleep, who loves and who's been doing the, the thing longer than you. And they were so good. They're why you wanted to eat the products or be part of it. And I know we don't do right. that enough, but from what I'm learning is, and in, in every opportunity I have, when I say, I know someone, let me connect you. That's authentically trying to get them the help. Mm-hmm. And if you switched your mindset to that, then you're going to be helping people. I love when people want to help me. And if that's truly what I want to do, and I don't know enough about it yet, or I'm not the expert on that realm of it. I just was listening really well. That was the whole key thing in this whole is nurture the system. I can nurture the system. But if in that moment, I really hear something and I want to connect with it, connect them with someone in your realm who knows more. Yes. Yes. That's powerful
1: because I think it says a couple of things, Misty, to that point that you really want to help them. And it also says, you know what? I'm fairly new. In this area without saying that, saying, hey, I know someone who's super duper passionate, or maybe someone that you can connect to or relate to, or someone that has similar skill set, vision, values. I think that's super duper important. And I love that. And we should not be afraid to do that. Because guess what? We all have our skills, gifts, and talents, and we want to use them accordingly. Now I know for you, mentioned you mentioned your weakness is over talking. Mine is I get so excited. I'm so excited. And that's naturally me as a person. So I have to back myself away from the car and go, okay. <laughs> Especially if it's someone on the opposite realm of me, you know, every color complex, every color, not color, but every um, personality profile, I always end up in the same spectrum. No matter what profile it is, the Myers-Briggs, the disc, the bank card, I'm always the same, right? Little modifications over the years for changes. But I seem to always connect with the person on the other side. (sighs) And for years, it took me a lot to realize, oh, this is terrible. I thought it was terrible. But what I realized it was an opportunity because there was an opportunity for me to grow, to get closer to being and seeing their side and vice versa. I began to recognize that thing that I didn't possess and how I could better work with people on the other side, because now I'm being connected with them. So, so good.
0: So good. Missy, you were going to say something. I was just going to say that sometimes we don't understand how not being the expert in something kills the, the relationship and or the it, talking about the sale. And my joke, well, not a joke, but my thing was I were laughing about was someone was talking about gut health. And instead of in the moment, which I'll do next time was just calling you and being like, I don't understand this. I was like, oh, I know a little bit about that. And I don't know a lot about it because I was saying, oh, my uh, my business partner does know because she does a course in it, like. But I w- what I didn't say when I started talking to you, and I didn't realize, was you're obsessed with it, and you know the ins and outs of it. And even when we were talking, you're giving me another lesson, and I'm like, easy, professor. Um, I'm not the person, but you're like, oh, it's this and that, but you lit up you lit up when it came to the gut because you understand the importance and how could it change and affect your entire body and the way that you even do business in your mind. But I was laughing because I'm like, okay, that that was such a great lesson for me because literally the lady was telling me she, she had to have the things that take everything out of your gut and start from zero. Mm-hmm. And I just, in the moment, didn't think, call it you. But when I was telling you about it, you talked to me for 15 minutes about the gut. And so the last thing I want to say is, if you are not the expert and you know, the expert connect with the expert. And because in the end, if you, if I was connected to, let me get her the the help she needs the fastest because she's, she's in pain and that's crappy was understanding, but I didn't connect it until I was telling you what I didn't do. And then you went right into the dissertation of the gut. And I'm like, Oh yeah. She knows it and she loves it. She would be the best. And so I am setting up this conversation later in the week. But that was the funny part is even though I missed that one opportunity I wanted to end with, I created another one. You did. So don't beat yourself up. Just review and think, okay, if I need to re-come in, then that's what I'm going to do because I have something that will help and I know it'll help. And I want the no. I want them to tell me no. I want to tell myself no in my own head if I know it could help them. That's right. I love that
1: because connecting them with someone else, that's a part of the networking process. That is a part of being resourceful and recognizing the need as you go forth in your business. I am super, super excited about this topic, Uh, something I've lived out for over 20 years and excited that we can bring this to you today as you go through your summer. Summer is here, you're in the midst of it, and you're out there enjoying that family time, but at the same time, thinking about what you need in your business, and it is certainly important to network and nurture or nurture and network. And as we say every single week here on the Made to to Inspire podcast, (laughs) there's something out there
0: waiting for you. Now go out and meet them and get it.
1: Thank you for listening to the Made to Inspire podcast. We hope you've enjoyed this episode and have picked up some tips, tools, and tactics that will help you move into action. Make sure you follow us on social media. We are made the number two, the letter inspire you. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube. We're out there. But best of all, we ask that you leave us a review. Let us know what you thought. Let us know how you're going to use the information that we're sharing week after week to help you take your inspiration into action. We appreciate you and we look forward to seeing you on our next episode.